Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, when you're shopping on Amazon, to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It's free for you, and it helps us out tremendously. Thanks a lot. Here's the show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio is here. FunEmploymentRadio.com. I could totally live off the grid in the woods. Absolutely not. Oh, I would be a master at it. Like, I get out there, animals love me. I would, like, befriend, Animals do like, not love you. I would befriend a bear. I think it would you be love, just like that. You love animals. Not all animals love you. No, animals love me, and then I could grow, like, a giant beard. Mm-hmm. I could live off the grid. You know, I could, I could like, make my own food. And, would you like, have, like, birds living down, in your beard? Uh, well, I don't know about that, but I would, like, train them to hunt for me. So, actually, I wouldn't even hunt. I would just sit in, like, a like a throne somewhere in the woods. This could be amazing. That sounds really boring. I think it would be awesome, but still, I'm kind of sad he's gone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available Available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, so we've got a, a bunch of stuff to get to today. I do want to say this. We've got a very special guest who's going to be joining us here we in a little sure bit. We sure do. And that is Corey Jones, who is starring in Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon, which with, is here in Portland right now. Here in Portland. And uh, Corey is one of the actors that we met uh, this past week when we went to see Book of Mormon Mormon because we have um, some fancy friends yes. who were friends with some of the actors. Pretty much that's how it works. It wasn't us. Like, in no way did we have we're any not, pull. We're not fancy people, but no. we know fancy people. We do know fancy people. Yeah. And so we ended up uh, finagling That tolerate us for it. some reason. For some reason, they think we're okay. Yeah. And uh, we were able to finagle in uh, for some drinks that they were having, then ended up uh, hanging out with Corey. And, uh, Wait, yes, finagle, like, finagle in for some drinks? It sounds like you we like grifted them to like get somebody to buy us drinks the way that you just put that well, we it's kind like of, we it's kind like, of did actually well we weren't <laughs> grifting that wasn't the intention joey decided to buy the drinks but now it makes it sound like we like grifted our way in and like like took drinks and like when people weren't looking that's kind of how that sounded that's pretty much how it was <laughs> were you stealing people's <laughs> no, drinks I was not stealing you anybody's... stole drinks that night no but that was along the lines of like the kind of people like we were we didn't fit in <laughs> well we know i know we didn't i fit know in. so we might as well have been stealing drinks because, like, <laughs> i can assure you i did not steal any <laughs> well, drinks no, i didn't night. steal any drinks either but i'm saying it probably would have been expected of us i mean you with your like holy pants and your wallet chain do you know I... how many people have written to me honestly asking like greg didn't really wear his wallet chain did he like, what do you mean? Just, People are writing you? I swear. I swear. They're like, Greg didn't really wear his wallet chain, right? That was just for the show. I'm like, oh no. He wore his wallet chain. Like, but I I Ooh. wear a wallet chain because I lose my wallet all the time and it's important for me it's not to lose that, it. It's funny that everyone thought that it was just for show, that you wouldn't have actually done it because it's. Well, <laughs> I know I shouldn't terrible. have worn that to the actual performance. That That's something I definitely shouldn't have done. I realize that now I was underdressed, vastly underdressed, for the occasion of going to see a Broadway play. We should, uh, when Corey comes here, we should talk to him and ask about uh, how you should dress. No. Oh, my God. Um, since you just said no, absolutely, that's what we're doing. Corey is a, a, an attractive, well-dressed man. Let's see if he can get Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be on par with him. No. No. I mean, I know that. But he that. can help you. That's a level I cannot attain. <laughs> like, I'm well aware of my limitations. Uh, yeah, his <laughs> sense of style is not something I can attain. But, I mean... Ah, man, that sucks. All right, anyway. Yes, I did wear it. People are writing you? Yeah. 
who wrote you? Give me their names. <laughs> Mr. Jenky says, at Christmas, my six-year-old niece shamed me for wearing my wallet chain. Why do you wear that? Why don't you just take it off? <laughs> <laughs> because he doesn't want to lose his wallet. That's the main thing. That is the purpose behind a wallet chain is just making sure you don't lose your wallet. And I used to lose my wallet all the time. Mm-hmm. So then I started putting it on a chain, and now I can't leave it anywhere. All right. So, so, so we got a little off track, but you were yes. talking about you were sad about something. Yes, I was. Well, I Let's am. Get back to your sadness, Gen- Greg. Genuinely. No. <laughs> thanks, Sarah. So what all this show is about anyway. Um, no, genuinely, the uh, star of Grizzly Adams uh, passed away, which is in, you know, the, we're not even going to get into the, uh, how do you not know? Grizzly Adams. Was Dan, that like a- Dan Haggerty was the star of Grizzly Adams and he passed away, uh, you know, with, uh, we're not even going to get into was that. Was that how many like that really, really, events. really old show? Yeah, it's a what? really old show, but it's, no, I, how do you not know what Grizzly Adams is about? I mean, I kind of know. Grizzly I mean, I Adams, was assuming it was old enough to where he would have been dead for a long well, time. I didn't know that either. I didn't Wait, know. So I wasn't like a fan of, uh, you know, I don't know what else he's done, but I was a fan of Grizzly Adams. And Wait, so you're sad about somebody sad that you assumed was here. already dead already. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, but, I mean, either way, I was a, I was definitely a fan of Grizzly. How did you, did you ever watch that? Okay, Not really. Because growing up out in the country, and I've talked maybe, about this before. Well, also, we have like a few years age difference. Remember, like some of these TV shows were very years. We do not have a few years of age difference. There's three. Three is a few. We've three. talked about this before. <laughs> but I'm saying like, you know, but, some t- like a lot of TV shows didn't last for very long. And if you weren't watching them right when they happened, you totally no, missed Grizzly them. Adams. I, I wasn't around when Grizzly Adams was actually airing. It was just in syndication. I remember... I think the difference is not the age difference because all these shows aired for like a decade in just in reruns. The key is you had fancy television. I had poor people out in the country television. I had the we only slide had three, box cable. That isn't fancy television. That is fancy compared to what I grew up because out in the country we couldn't get cable. So I just had antenna television, whatever we could get in, which was basically three channels. So whatever those three channels played. That's what we watched. So it was Grizzly Adams, Star Trek, whatever the sitcoms were on at the time, and then um, like Flipper. I watched a lot of Flipper. Oh my God, Flipper! Uh, Batman. What about uh, Mr. Ed? Superman. No, we didn't have Mr. Ed. Oh, that was fancy. Sorry, people. that was fancy. So that's fancy people. I'm TV. sorry. I don't mean to push my your, ag- my rich agenda on Nickelodeons you. Nickelodeons or whatever those were. Oh, that you, you guys know watched. what a Nickelodeon <laughs> is. No, but I never I never saw it though. I I, I didn't watch it. I knew the references. Mm. Like there was a slime thing. That oh, people so you're like about. the sad kid who like was trying to fit in. Because you wanted to like, oh yeah, pretend like you knew what the Nickelodeon. No, the whole was. thing like growing up where people talked about getting slimed, like that was something on Nickelodeon. Oh, I yeah. I, you I can't never do that on television. Yeah, I I had no idea what it was. I would just try to pretend like I knew, and even though I mean we couldn't get those channels because they just like could not get them. They didn't run cable out that far, mm. so I would just pretend like I knew what was going on, and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's well. Slimed. If it didn't run out that far, how would any kids at school know what they're talking about either? Well, there was a. I grew up grew up out in the country. Oh, you were there was a out. city. Okay. No, Mama's Independence had cable. It's not like there was outhouses running around. The city itself is fine. I don't. I don't know this. They didn't things. get a McDonald's till like 1995 or something. Uh, but I bet that was a big to do. It was in, a in huge was deal. Everyone would kind of there. Oh, it was a huge deal when it yeah, came. Yeah, did in. it ruffle some feathers? Um, no, people were excited. People were excited because then you didn't have to drive to Salem to mm-hmm. go to go to McDonald's or go get anything. Wow. So yeah, it was it was a big deal when it happened. But anyway, yes, people in town had cable. I was just out in the country and they didn't run it that far. So regardless, Grizzly Adams, you seriously do not know what Grizzly Adams is. For some reason, all, right. all I'm picturing is like a mountain man Bob Ross in my head. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
Because all guys in like the seventies kind of looked like that. Like, yeah, you know, all. all oh, it was know, a very seventies beard, hair, big giant like, hair. Michael Landon hair. Michael Landon hair. Yeah. yeah, which I can grow great. Michael Landon. hair. I'm sure you could. I could absolutely do that. That is a serious bragging point. You if should that tell style everybody you meet came that. back, I could do Michael Landon hair. Or um, if someone asks you, "What's a fact about you that not a lot of people know?" You could say, "You know what? I can grow a mean set of Michael Landon hair." Oh yeah, I could grow fantastic Michael Landon hair if I wanted to. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe that'll be my new style. But anyway, Grizzly Adams was a television show about a guy who was accused of murder. And Wait, then he, what? In real life? Well, not in real. It's a television show. But yeah, <gasps> on the show, he was accused of murder. I swear. I thought it was like following an actual. I'm not joking. Like, I thought you were talking about like a real person living in the woods. It's a te- it wasn't reality television. Okay. This is no. All right. So in the TV show, he was accused of murdering his wife. Yes. Grizzly Adams isn't a real person. It's a television show. Oh. It's a drama. Okay, I didn't on, know. Oh, my God. All right. Here, I've, I've got something pulled up because I was listening to some some Grizzly Adams. Here, this is this is the story right here. My friend Adams was accused of a crime he didn't commit. So he escaped into the mountains, leaving behind the only life that he ever knew. What's that noise? That's a creaking fence. Oh. There ain't no place for a greenhorn. And his chances of surviving were mighty slim. Were no time at all for he was beaten down, ragged, and nearly stalked. What was that? That's a, that's a bear. And he come upon a grizzly bear cub, all alone and helpless. Now, Adams knew that little critter couldn't survive without his help, so he started right down that cliff, risking his own life to save it. <laughs> now, that cub took the Adams' Yeah, right that's kind of creepy. This is Mad Jack talking. It's Mad Jack. This is friend. I'll explain. They just come right up to him like he was a natural part of the wilderness. But that bear cub, he was extra special. As he growed, he became the best Adams ever had. And together, they became a legend. Maybe. I know that song. All right. Yeah. So there it is. That is that is Grizzly Adams. So he's just a he's a man. He's a man a falsely accused of a crime he didn't commit. Falsely accused. Uh, he has a big beard. He has a pet bear named Ben that protects him. Oh, that's a very creative. And then name he for a bear. lives out there in the woods. There's Mad Jack. Is another. He's a crazy old miner. And Does he's Mad always, Jack live in the woods too. Mad Jack lives in the woods too, and they cross paths every now and then. Mad Jack's got a donkey named uh, Old Number Nine. Like they change the names, the the numbers. Like his donkeys keep dying or something like that. Anyway, he has different donkeys every time, but it's usually I, I remember old number nine, and then uh, and then he's got his Indian buddy, uh, Nakoma. Nakoma just kind of shows up every now and then. I'm gonna be honest. Is it pretty racist? Does he just have words of wisdom and give him like medicine? Yes, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. That, no, yeah. Just... He he helps him out. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Even when I was young, I thought it was kind of weird how the uh, relationship between Nakoma and uh, Grizzly. Like, do you they, think it might have been? Uh... I think there like was something. Back mountain-y kind I think of thing? there was a little bit of a brokeback mountain kind of thing going on okay. there. Okay, you know, but more power to them. They're out yeah, in the woods. Two men out in the woods, hey. just sharing love of nature and each other. Absolutely, mm. you know, no, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Nakoma was his was his buddy. But regardless, Grizzly Adams, you know, he would live there in the woods. He'd save animals, and uh, and they they all loved him. So he'd have like a pet, you know, all kinds of pets. Like he would always have like a pet uh, fox or a wolf or. You know, as bear. So this is what you want to do. You want to move into the woods. And yes, wanna... that's what I'm getting at. Is that this is this is I think my calling is to go out into the woods and, and live like Grizzly Adams. 
Hmm. Well, you know, I randomly enough, I was flipping through the channels at my friend's house the other day, and she was telling me about this show, which is called it's it's basically along the same lines, but it's a reality show, and it's called The Legend of Mick Dodge. Have you heard of this? No. It's basically exactly it's a reality show. It's a reality show. I think it's on like a the biography. No, I, I don't think the biography channel exists anymore. I think it's the National Geographic channel. Okay. And it's called The Legend of Mick Dodge, and it's this old crazy man. Mick, Mick Dodge? Mick Dodge. Mick, okay. as in McDonald's. Yeah, Mick Dodge. Um, and he's an old crazy. He's legitimately just an old crazy man who lives off the grid in the Northwest. He lives somewhere in the woods, like I think in Washington or Oregon or something. They don't specifically say where he is, but yeah, he just lives off the land. Like, what, and he's got cameras following him around? Yeah, so he's been living, I don't know, in the woods for however long. I didn't really catch the first episode, but all I've, uh, I just was calling it with my friend, the crazy old man in the woods show. I didn't know. But it was strangely fascinating. So he's a crazy old man, lives in the woods. I guess people will come into the woods because it's like a... Um, like people will come and try to cut down the trees and then steal the lumber from the trees. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know that was something that uh-huh. happened. And so he lives out there in the woods to protect the trees and to be like one with nature. And he has so he has a buddy, but some weird guy I don't know who's also some like living off the land. He but this guy I don't know like if he's a criminal. I can't remember his name, but he does This is all on the, this reality it's television real. show. I it's real? It's real. I okay. believe it's real. It all right. seems pretty real. Okay. I might be wrong, but it looked real. So it's just a, it's a crazy guy that lives in the woods, and then there's a criminal involved? Named Mick Dodge. I don't know if this guy's a criminal or not, but he has another friend who lives in the woods who will guard the trees with him. But that friend refuses to have his identity shown, like he won't show his face, and he has his voice disguised. What? And so they both live in the woods and like scare off uh, poachers who are trying to steal the trees. Whoa. Yeah. And this is actually happening. Like, in- So these are real-life Grizzly Adams. I'm pretty damn sure it's real. If not, it's a very... Either well done or poorly done reality show. I'm not okay. quite sure. Yeah. Like TV show. Yeah, but because the acting would be, but I, I mean, it's good acting if it's wow. not real. But also, what I was going to tell you is that this uh, Mick Dodge guy, he also has an apprentice. He's got an apprentice, like he teaching him the ap- ways. No, no, no. He uh, wait. What is he? Is he the apprentice? He's no, a the student. A- yeah, that's well. The apprentice is the student. Yeah, so he has an apprentice. Yeah. Yes. And he's teaching his apprentice the ways. He's teaching his apprentice the ways of the woods. So I could learn from this guy. Yeah, and this and his apprentice is so like is some he? dude kind of like about your age. Just uh-huh. looks like a normal looking dude with like a beard and he's just like, I want to learn how to live. What do they build the like a log cabin or something out in the woods or what? He what made they? him uh build his own like cabin out of sticks. I only was able to watch an episode and a half, so I'm not really quite sure how that's all worked out. Okay. All right. Well, hey, so Mick Dodge. Mm. Mick Dodge. All right. Yeah, I could probably Maybe maybe I'll go do that. That way, I can be on television and still, you know, be a mountain man. And he already has an apprentice, men. though. Do they? Yo, yeah, yeah. Women I think totally women like the idea men. of mountain men until they smell you. Yeah, the smelling part's kind of yeah. yeah. There's definitely an odor. There's mm-hmm. definitely an odor involved. No. Yeah. I and mean, even if I go camping for like two days, there there's an odor. Yeah, if you're not able to like clean your crevices <laughs> properly, like you're gonna. Well, I mean, that's part of the, a stink that's, a that's bit. part of the charm, though. Mm-hmm. That's what I think the ladies like. Is is that uh, you know that rugged nature charm? Uh, Kristen's seen the ep- the show. So she said there's an episode where he went and got maple syrup from the trees, <laughs> which is still just a mind boggling concept to me. It's just like from the trees, Sarah. And apparently there's a whole lot of man ass on the show. I did not know that. I did not see the man ass. I mean, they run around in like sarongs. What's well, a sarong? It's like a like a thong, like a leather thong kind of thing. What? They're wearing thongs in the woods? Well, he's a man of the woods. Why does he have to burden himself with? 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not down with yeah, that. Yeah, commercial, you know, things. No, I'm not going to wear a thong in the abide woods. Abide by their laws. A, I'd get bit by every bug out there, and, and no, I'm not going to be the thong guy. I'll, I'll wear. I'll wear pants. I'll make some pants out in the woods. You will not wear pants. You'll yeah, wear shorts. Out. And you the know key it. though is, does he have a pet bear? That's the. He does not. He doesn't seem to like. Then he's not a real mountain man. Until you have a pet bear, you're not really living off the grid in, in the proper Grizzly Adam style. Hmm. And that's that's what you have to do. Well, I'm saying, like, if you you're not alone, how I, do I get a bear? Oh my god, that's probably one of the main things I should. Probably I say you go out camping myself. in bear territory and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll befriend him. I'll just walk right up to him. Yeah, this will all work out for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Grizzly Adams, rest in peace. God, that is a lot of fucking people who are dying. Yeah, I know. I don't even want to talk about I mean, it. It's, it's just, too many. It's ridiculous. It's January fifteenth. Yeah. I. Mean, it's just. This I is, know. Starting with Lemmy and then everything else. This just, is an odd yeah. start to a year. Yeah, I'd rather not even think about it. I yeah. mean, it's it is it's it's it gets rather depressing mm-hmm. if you think about it too much. All right, well we won't. Let me let's distract you. What if what if he's like Corey? This like realizes he's like, oh holy shit, I'm a Broadway star. Why am I going to visit those weirdos there? And like Greg? he's coming to the realization right now. He's coming. He's like, why did I agree to do this? When, when he crosses from downtown, where he's staying at like a hotel downtown, a he gets fancy over to hotel. Yeah, it gets over to like our side of the town. It's like, wait a minute. This yeah, because is- he's never been to Portland, so he doesn't know. He's like, oh, this is the bad, bad part of town. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard from him? Uh, no, no. What if he stands us up? Oh man, that oh, would suck. That would be so embarrassing. Yeah. Oh. Well, I hope not. I hope not either. He seems really nice. Yeah. Well, we'll find out pretty soon. He's <laughs> supposed to be here in ten minutes. So stop it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know soon. I mean, you guys have been texting, right? Yeah. Did you today? Yeah, I sent him one. Did he write back? No. Oh, Jesus. Is this going to be another Norm McDonald situation? I don't think it's a Norm McDonald. We don't. He's not Norm McDonalding us yet. Stop! You're freaking me out. All right, sorry. Of course, my. Um... Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. In no way, shape, or form do I ever think that it would be appropriate to want to attempt to strangle your child, except for maybe this scenario. You just texted and said, cool, on my way. Oh, my gosh. All right, stop. You're distracted. He still has time to back out, though. He does. He could still back out on us. Okay, let me just tell you this. We, like, upsell... Did we oversell ourselves? No, we're awesome. Um... Let me just tell you this. I actually brought... You can tell when somebody's a big deal and when we're excited about someone. I brought the motherfucking vacuum cleaner in today. I vacuumed and I wiped down... That's not down. something you're supposed to brag about. That's something well, you were supposed to do anyway. That's not something you're you never bring to in the vacuum cleaner. Oh, I I realize that. I also don't talk about it on the air oh, and advertise the fact that... <laughs> that's like when you brag about cleaning your kitchen. Like, that's something <laughs> you're supposed to do. You don't brag about it. You just hope nobody notices that you haven't done it. <laughs> that's what you do with that. So yeah, I got in early today, d- that's vacuumed, not, that's, that's... cleaned everything. Oh, congratulations. Sorry. Don't mean to brag about doing yeah, things d- that I should have done. Good, because you're not supposed day. to brag about it. It looks real good in there, though. Yeah, it's... It's not every it's, day we have a Broadway star in here, Greg. I'm embarrassing, Greg. Yes. All right, first up. Yes, you are. This lottery thing has really been like... A stick in the spokes for a lot of people's lives, huh? <laughs> Kristen in the live chat just wrote, I feed my kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what it is that you're saying. Shut up. 
right. All right, first up. So Lotto, stick in the spokes. This woman, I'm like, I would I would say she would probably have permission to at least like slap her son around a little bit after what he did. Where are these the people that won the No. Okay. So this is something that happened about the lawyers. This is in Pomona, California. A California nursing home erupted in celebration when a nurse thought that she had won the Powerball lottery. Oh no. However, her win turned out to be a prank perpetrated by her son. Oh, damn. How messed up is that? That's horrible. That's right, so, not even funny. No, it's not funny. A representative from uh, Shlomo Reddits, uh, owner of the Park Avenue Health and Wellness Center in Pomona, said the owner gave all the employees and residents a total of 18,000 Powerball tickets for Wednesday night's $1.6 billion drawing. And the son of a nurse called her at work on Wednesday to reveal that she, in fact, had the winning ticket. Oh. Officials said they were celebrating in the halls at the nursing home. And a representative for the nursing home announced the win to the media. However, the joy was short-lived because the nurse's daughter came forward uh, and told media it was a joke. It was a prank by my brother. It's really embarrassing. That How- is... That's a special kind of Really up. messed up. That is really messed up. Like, that's the kind of stuff that people get, like, murdered over. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's murder bait right there. Ew. Yeah. You would murder someone that No, told you- I wouldn't, but I'm saying, like, other people who are unhinged are like, you know, because there were a lot of people, especially with this, for some reason, who would really convince themselves that they were going to win it. Yeah. I've never seen... No, it's like it was like a one in 250 million chance yeah. to win. I've never seen anything in my yeah, entire... I, I bought two tickets. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. No, in my entire life of watching people play the lottery, I've never seen more people, you know, because everyone, you know, needs money. I've never seen more people convince themselves that it was, that they really had a shot at being a billionaire. Yeah. It was just strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she said, it's a joke. It's a prank by my brother. And the nurse's daughter said it's embarrassing. Uh, however, the representative from the nursing home said that he wants to ease the nurse's disappointment by this from this despicable prank by sending her on an all-expenses-paid vacation to the destination of her choice. That's what her boss is doing. That's really nice. I mean, it is. He doesn't really owe her that He doesn't. Either. But that's nice. That's a very nice thing. Really, he should be buying counseling for the son or something like that. I don't know. Jesus, that's, I know. That's Sociopath. A, what a terrible much? son. What a horrible, horrible son. It's so bad. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of the lottery out of Cordova, Tennessee. Wow, this is just everywhere. Just bouncing around, causing trouble. Oh, yeah. Now, a woman who claimed to have spent all of her money on Powerball, uh, on her Powerball tickets, is now asking for donations from the public. Uh, since she spent all of her money, since she was. Kidding me? According to Yahoo And let me News, guess, people are giving her money, too. Oh, my God. This girl, wow. I, like, I had already seen her picture, and she's pretty trashy. I hadn't read her name. According to Yahoo News, Cinnamon Nicole. Cinnamon Nicole. Cinnamon Nicole raised more than $800 in just seven hours Seriously? on her Powerball reimbursement GoFundMe page. People gave her money. Now, Nicole, Cinnamon Nicole claims to have spent all of her money on tickets for the $1.6 billion Powerball jackpot, despite the 1 in two, uh, 292.2 million chances of winning. Now, it's not clear how much money Cinnamon Nicole actually spent on the tickets, because she doesn't even say it on her page. However, when uh, Cinnamon Nicole realized she didn't have the winning ticket, she started her own GoFundMe page. Cinnamon says, please help me and my family as we've exhausted all of our funds. 
We spent Really? Please help me and my family? I swear to God, this is what she wrote. Please help me and my family as we have exhausted all of our funds. We spent all of our money on lottery tickets because we expected to win the $1.5 billion. And we are now in dire need of cash. They expected to win the $1.5 billion. Wow. She goes on to say, with your small donation of at least one dollar, I'm sure I'm certain that we will all we will be able to pick ourselves up from the trenches of this. Pick slot. ourselves up like some terrible thing has as befallen them, and then eventually try to win it again. Wait, so she's saying she's going to take the money that they give, and she's going to try for that. You know, it wasn't it wasn't quite their time this time. Maybe next time. You just do it. You're working so hard at it. So <laughs> proud of you for everything you've done. Oh. She said, um, yeah, we uh, we're pick ourselves up from the trenches of this loss. The trenches. Oh, my God. Please, won't you help a family in need? Donate now. Please, won't you help a family in need? Mm-hmm. So how much money did she spend on lottery tickets? They did. She never specified. That cinnamon Nicole. Oh. That little minx. Duh. Should I do one more story or should we take a break? Uh, do one more. Okay. There, uh, a grumpy man who lives in England is trying to ban popcorn from the inside of movie theaters. This man ban. says... Ban popcorn from inside new movie theaters. Mike Shotton, 39 years young, from Newcastle. Let me try movies. to guess, what is it that he doesn't like? Is it the, the smell, or is it the noise of people eating? Well, Mike Shotton, grumpiest man in the world, 39, <laughs> from Newcastle in England. Oh, he's only 39. I expected older. Yeah. Says, enough is enough. And he's calling for popcorn to be banned from theaters because he says <laughs> that it is too noisy. <laughs> Mr. Shotton, Grumpy Gus, can I call him Grumpy Gus? Grumpy sure. Gus from Newcastle sure. says his enjoyment of films is constantly ruined by others chomping down on popcorn. Oh, then why go to the movie? His recent no, viewing of go. Star Wars The Force Awakens was spoiled by children rustling and chomping on popcorn. <laughs> so now he wants its sale and consumption to be outlawed in all the UK movie theaters. <laughs> If I can't have fun, no one will. No one can. He's a, so he's trying to gain a lot of signatures. So far, he's only gained 126 signatures from <laughs> PetitionBuzz.com. That's, of course, way less than the 573,000 people who have so far signed a petition to keep Donald Trump out of the UK. Yeah, that Just one. Just in comparison. Now, uh, Mr. Shotton, Grumpy Gus, complains on the petition site that the theater chains bombard us with constant reminders to be quiet during the film. And then they sell the loudest food known to man on the premises. <laughs> Now, when he's talking oh. about this disgusting popcorn, he describes it as being loud, smelly, and tasting of nothing. <laughs> and it also shares the consistency of plastic. <laughs> I call on you now to stand with me and tell cinema chains, the government, and the world at large that no longer are we prepared Rawr. to let open mouth grazers ruin our film viewing. <laughs> the campaign I is not really I want this guy to start a site just so I can see what else he hates. Oh, here's a guy. <laughs> he isn't really like, catching on by wildfire. So, yeah, so he is trying to pass this. Alas, it seems that he is going to be on the losing end because people still really love their popcorn. <coughs> no such rule will probably ever exist inside of the United States of America. Of course, we love our popcorn. And there you have it. Oh, my gosh, our Broadway star is coming. Here you go. It's Sir Walter Crazy. Hi, Greg. What you doing over there? Uh, hoping I didn't mess that up. He's coming. All right. Um... Yeah, sorry, I had to answer that. Banning popcorn, that I, I really do want to see a site, though, of just everything else this guy hates. 
I want to see his complaints. I want to see a list. Yes. That's what else does need. he not like? Because mm-hmm. in a way, I mean, I, I'm okay with the popcorn, but uh, I bet I would find something that I agree with him on. I don't like when people have like uh, like candy wrappers and they do the... Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Like popcorn's a lot, like not as jarring as that. Like when someone's opening like a back, like a licorice thing. Oh yeah. Licorice is really annoying. Is the door unlocked in there? No. I don't think it is. All right. All we right. should go to break. Okay. All right. We'll be back here in a second uh, with more Fun Employment. Radio. Dot com with uh, Corey Jones from Book of Mormon. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Uh, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we are in Portland, Oregon, inside of Apollo Books. Uh, you can't not be inside of Apollo Books in Portland, Oregon. Here's one thing I love about Portland, Oregon. FunEmploymentRadio.com. They are great. They are funny. They've got their finger on the pulse. They are the sunshine that shines through even when it's raining. FunEmploymentRadio.com. If you're not listening to it, there's something wrong with you. Get out of your own Powell Books and listen to them. I yep. think that's the classiest I've ever felt. Nothing but class right there. <laughs> Seriously, I think I have like six feet of it in my bag. Corey just got in here and asked for a tissue, and we realized we didn't have tissues, <laughs> and Sarah pulled out toilet paper out of her bag. So uh, I squirrel away toilet paper because I we ran out of s- tissues, and so I went and pillaged it from the bathroom down the hall because you need to have it. And look, he needed some. I need it, and you save it. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcoming Corey. Hello. Do you have Corey on? Yes. I can't hear him. There yep. we go. How about that? There are your dulcet tones. Yeah. Yes. How are you doing, Corey? I'm great. I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me. Yeah. You guys came to give me some love earlier this week on Tuesday, and I'm glad I can return the favor. So glad to be here. Oh, we were so we felt so lucky to be able to hang out with you guys after it was the it show was a, like that. a surprise treat. Like yeah. I literally was going to stop by, have a drink, uh, just for you guys who are listening. A coworker had a birthday party. We went out. And uh, I was going to stop by for a drink, ran into these two lovely people uh, through a mutual <laughs> friend, and we ended up spending a good hour, hour and a half yeah. drinking and laughing and having a good time. So it was a surprise. And everyone was so nice. Like, that was the thing, because Greg and I didn't know what the hell we were doing. I mean, yeah. we don't, we've never hung out with, you know, like a lot of, any Broadway people, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, it was really cool for us. Really. And completely out of just, our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> well, we are so starved for new people because all we see every day of the week, all year, is each other. <laughs> so when we get to get out and meet new people, we're like, yeah! <laughs> so how long does a tour last? Like how, so I know, are you just getting started? No, no. This tour has been going since uh, the late summer of 2012. So we're about to hit four years this summer. Wow. Um, oh a, my God. Yeah, it's been a long time. There's a second tour that started uh, late 2013. Um, and so that one's on the other side of the country at the moment in Atlanta. But um, yeah, they go until the bosses say we've had enough. Uh, and so they just keep going. And if the demand is there, some of these tours can run for 10, 12, 15 years, like Wicked, Lion King, yeah. shows like that. So it's all based on demand. Damn. Um, and yeah, the demand for this show has been great. Um, and we've been fortunate enough to go to pretty much every city in this country and Canada and have had if not sold out audiences, close to sold out audiences. And to have that kind of demand and love and interest in the show this far in 
has been great. To that play. must be just a crazy feeling. Like every time you show up, you know that people have like saved their money or done whatever. Like, and every single person in there wants to be there. Yeah, I mean they yeah. they track the show. They track which tour they want to see because, uh, as I was telling you guys the other day, there are some fans of people in the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of our lead actors um, who plays Elder Cunningham, he has a following based on another. Um, series of shows he did when he was in undergrad at University of Michigan with Star Kids and so people follow him through that so you have people who look for the latter day tour to come and um, they advertise several months out before we arrive in the city and uh, by the time we get there the demand is and the excitement's pretty high. Wow I know it was neat to see after the show to like seeing the fans actually waiting for you all Oh yeah, yeah. signing the autographs. And everything. <laughs> I yeah. haven't seen that in years. It was so neat to see. Yeah, it's a good ego boost, you know, <laughs> right? You, you got your adoring fans waiting there, and you know they don't quite know what part you played. You know, because sometimes <laughs> they were in the nosebleed seats, and they just know you were in the show, and you're coming out the stage doors. They're like, "Sign my program." Like <laughs> <laughs> the page that of the character you were. Right, exactly. yeah. Actually, yesterday we came out, and they would look at us and be like, "Hey, what part did you play?" And they just straight out asked, and I love that. I'm like, "Yes, please do." Ask. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, it's great that they, you know, first of all, that they come and see the show, but that they get out the, the, the theater, come around to the stage door, find that out and, you know, want to have a keepsake to take home with autographs. And in some cases they get pictures. So, you know, it's it's uh, it is it's it's nice to be able to make a connection to your fans. Um, we don't get to really meet the people who come see our shows except for twice a year when we do our Broadway Cares fund drive where we go out into the lobby and um, we collect money for uh, Equity Fights AIDS, which is oh, what that's cool. does. So those are the two times we actually get to interact. Other than that, unless they come to the stage door, these people who are laughing and clapping and giving us love for two and a half hours, we don't get a chance to interact. Mm-hmm. So it's really a treat for us to, for those few faces that make it back there to say, hey, give them an autograph, take a picture. That's kind of cool, because I would have thought maybe the other way around, that, you know, after you guys get off uh, get off the stage, you know, maybe you don't want to be bothered or something like that. Uh, most you know? nights. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, and also you sort of get used to it. Like, you're used to the fact that, okay, I finish the show, I take my final bow, get out of costume, throw on my clothes, and I hit the door and go home. Right. And so you just get into that pattern. Mm-hmm. Done with work. Um, yeah. Exactly. Um, but when there is a group that says, hey, we would love to, you know, get an autograph, get some pictures, or in the case of you guys, let's go grab a drink. Mm-hmm. Right. You sort of go, all right, well, this is a break in the routine. Let's, yeah. let me go and hang out. I hadn't planned on it, but let me go and hang out. Some nights, you're ready to go home. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know what, this is not a good night. But um, for the most part, you're excited to, you know, have people come up and want to spend time with you and and it's basically every day a week that you're doing this do you have like one day off one day off Dang. yeah we get monday uh which is the normal day off for people in the business um there's some areas like if you work in utah you get sunday off but for the most part across uh the board monday is the day off and then we do shows tuesday through friday one show a night, and then Saturday and Sunday we do two shows a matinee and an evening show. Wow! So it's a it, it's a, uh, the weekends when everybody else is gearing up to be off and have fun. We're gearing up to double down and go to work, and, and right. those are our exhausted. And you must be exhausted because if Sunday night's the one night you can actually go out a little it, bit, but it, you've already done two shows that day, it, right? <laughs> it's the last of our what we call a five show weekend, starting Friday night mm-hmm. to Saturday to Sunday. And so you're right, we're pooped, but the fact that it's our Friday night. We are. We make the best of it. We, you know, 
do what we have to do, go out. And once you sort of get out and you're off done with work and, you know, you got the next day off, you know, you sort yeah, of find sleep energy. In. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You find energy to hang out and um, have a good time. And especially when you're in a city that you've never been to before, like Portland is for me. So this is the first time you've this been This is my first mm-hmm. time in Portland. So you want to take advantage of your opportunity to go and find out at a nice cool bar, mm-hmm. restaurant, mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Um and you told me about some fantastic establishments. I sure did. <laughs> That's right. Maybe on Sunday night we can come and show you around a little bit. You know, I don't have plans, so we can make it happen. Hey. Fun employment. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so when did you join this particular tour? So I got the call to join this tour in February, actually January of 2014. Um, they gave me two weeks to pack up my life in L.A., oh. uh, do all the business I needed to do to get things straight, find a subletter. And put my life into two suitcases and two carry-on bags. I flew to Atlanta, where the show was at the at that time, and I've been on the road ever since. I have not slept in my own bed since yeah. February of 2014. Damn! So we've had a total of the show has taken two weeks off, uh, a hiatus of uh, two weeks, one per year, and that's the week of Christmas. Other than that, the show goes every week of the year. Now you have. Uh, chances to take off either through vacation uh, through personal days meaning like let's say you just want to go and do something and you say hey can I get Friday off mm-hmm. you can take that off or if you're sick and then we all have sick days mm-hmm. but other than that um, the show is going it's a machine it's a relentless machine and um, so do you just have one understudy so every character has two understudies okay yes yeah. or, or we call them covers because they're different forms of who covers you. An understudy is somebody who's in the show that also knows another part. Okay. okay. A standby is somebody who's not in the show at all and covers one part. So, for instance, our lead uh, leads have two standbys each where those standbys just know that part because it's such a huge part and uh, demands a lot of attention and mm-hmm. time. Um, and then we have swings. Our swings are actors that cover multiple parts. And so uh, we have two guys that cover all the Ugandan swings. Um, sorry if I just spoiled uh, part of the show for those of you. <gasps> That's a, We actually had talked about that. Yes, <laughs> <that's all right. laughs> uh, two who cover all the Mormon boys and then two girls who cover the Ugandan girls. Mm-hmm. And so should any of those girls go out, one, of, one or both of those girls will go into the show. Wow. And cover that. And they know all the parts. So wow. it's amazing that they're walking around, some of them with seven, eight parts in there. How yeah. can they even And then keep behind the scenes, though, too. So they're, they probably don't get a chance to be on the stage that often. Well, uh, the swings more so than the standbys okay. um, and the understudies. The swings go on probably on average two times a week. Okay. Um, just because you have mo- there are more people um, that they cover, and therefore there's a greater chance for somebody to call out. And so. Um, so they go on quite often. Um, some of them, it might be a long time before they might do a particular role. Like if an actor has just you know, been feeling good and don't ha- doesn't have anything scheduled, mm-hmm. they might not do a part for a long time. But, um, but they go on in some capacity um, at least once, twice a week. Okay. Yeah. So I must ask, how do, you, how do you guys travel around? Is it in buses? Do you fly? Uh, both of those. Okay. So it depends on the distance. So, for instance, we were in Seattle before we came to Portland, mm. and because the distance is so short, we mm-hmm. bus down. 
Um, so was your last show in Seattle on Sunday? Uh, exactly. Okay. And right, we are. So Monday is our either rest day or travel day. And oh, so you're on your day off. You have to travel. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So it's part work. <laughs> um, we call days where we don't have to do any traveling, and we have a Monday off, Golden Days, because that's a day where you don't have to do any kind of mm-hmm. business. Um, and so yeah, we left Seattle Monday, came down on buses, um, and then we had the rest of the day off while the crew set up the stage for us to come in on Tuesday and do the show. Um, if it's greater than maybe five, six hours, we'll fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, our next stop is Spokane. We get to see good old Eastern Washington. Oh State. God, have you ever been to Spokane? Uh, first time. This is my I first went to time in the Pacific Northwest. So. I went to school um, at Washington State University, which is about an hour south of there. That was the big city that was close to yeah, where Spokane's we went. the big one. Okay. Oh, Spokane. Big in quotation marks for <laughs> for uh, Eastern Washington. All relative. <laughs> yeah. Have your fun in Portland while you can. Because, <laughs> I mean, oh, Spokane. Yeah. There's a mall and a Red Robin. I think that's about it. Well, that's where we'll be hanging. There. There you go. It's all at the Red Robin. 10 o'clock after the show. <laughs> Where are those bottomless fries? <laughs> so then after you finish this cycle, I mean, is it does it just have no end right now, your tour? Uh, so funny enough, we do have an end to mm. this tour. Uh, a few months ago, we got our end date. They're shutting this tour down so that they only have one tour because I guess they felt like we were saturating the market. Um, which I disagree with. I, I completely disagree. Yeah, I, mean, I think that we could still maintain two, but that decision is made by someone. With well, a so many people grade. didn't realize that Book of Mormon was actually in town because Greg and I have been telling all of our friends about it, and they're just like, "Oh, we didn't." Because you know, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of advertising. No, because everyone oh, wants to, and I had a bunch of friends who were like looking on you know StubHub and Craigslist because they're all trying to find tickets now because yeah. they weren't aware that it was actually in town. Oh, that's interesting. It, I, yeah, it's it was strange. probably because it sold so quickly right away. Yeah, there wasn't I a need if to the do. advertisement went away. Yeah, and you're right. Like if the demand is so good that all they have to do is make the announcement, and like there's a huge rush, and the tickets, tickets. are all yeah. sold. Yeah. yeah, they why bother back on advertising? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that that's probably what happened, but. I believe there's still some tickets available because I've seen at the very top of the balcony um, some seats open. So if people are interested in coming to see the show, check uh, online. We also do a lottery every show, two hours before every show. Uh, arrive at the theater in the uh, front near the box office. You put your name in a drawing. If your name is pulled, you can get two tickets $25 each front row. What? Yeah. Wow. I know what we're doing every... Greg and I were just talking about it today and no ass kissing. Like, Greg and I are both like, we kind of want to see it again. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, that's a way to see it and not break the bank. So... Um, that... And then if you don't win, still go to the box office and they have what we sort of call loser tickets if there are any individual <laughs> seats that haven't been sold. <laughs> loser tickets. <laughs> they'll, they'll sell them to you at usually a discounted price. So you can probably get a decent seat that, you know, might not be the best location for like 40 bucks. That's usually yeah. a $100, oh, $100 yeah. ticket. So it's worth the check. Um, to, it's worth to do the lottery then to check the box office. Um, and then if that fails, then, yeah, StubHub or some type of ticket broker, uh, if they haven't sold all their tickets, they'll look to unload them for a discount. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people so. I know, because Greg actually got me my tickets. We talked about this for my birthday and back in October uh-huh. a long time ago. So, I mean, I think a lot of people got tickets, and that's why maybe some of those seats are empty because, you know, stuff happens. Yeah, exactly. And maybe, I mean, like, like, four months later, they're not able. They don't have as free of a schedule or right, three months exactly. or however long it is. And they don't know how to get rid of their tickets. Mm-hmm. Or, or it could be, like I said, ticket brokers who buy a block, and they couldn't sell them for whatever reason. So Yeah. Um, but, you know, Book of Mormon, just they're glad to get the money. Yeah. Yeah. Get it, you know. But having said that, yeah, so they're shutting down this tour. 
And we end uh, May 1st. That's um, this of this year. Of this year. And the Latter Day Tour will be no more. Oh, so my gosh. So it will just be the second national tour, uh, which we dub the Jumamosi Tour, um, that will be traveling the country. And, and so uh, that, the New York cast, and the London cast would be the three ways you can see the show. So do you think you're going to want to um, go back? Why, you said you're subletting. Are you going to live in L.A. again? Do you want to li- move away from there? You know, I have a decision to make. Um, the Book of Mormon is, is obviously a great vehicle that can open some doors. And uh, the theater world is based in, in New York. And so if I wanted to parlay sort of some of the success and exposure that I've been able to have with this show, New York is the likelier option as far as where I need to base myself. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that I've been mulling over. Um, L.A. was home for three years before I joined the tour, and all my stuff's there. Um, I have an agent there. Um, I was beginning to make some inroads in the business there, which mm-hmm. is a really tough nut to crack in yeah. yeah. the L.A. market. Um, so it's a matter of do I want to go back and sort of pick that up and keep going, or do I want to... Uh, make the move across country and see what New York has to offer. So we'll see. Um, right now cool. I'm inclined to stay in L.A. for at least the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Give it another six months, go yeah. through episodic season, see what happens. And, you know, if I feel like, you know, this is just not the place for me, then I, you know, New York's not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. no. So I can make the jump and see what happens there. Now, do you want to um, just keep doing theater? Do you have any interest in doing, like, television or I movies mean, or anything? I, yeah, ideally mm. I would love a career that that covers all the mediums. Yeah. Like, I would, before I joined the tour, I was uh, doing theater, voiceover work. Um, I had done It is being sh- pointed out in our live chat that people really like your voice. <laughs> when Thank you said voiceover, it's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hey, look, I, I didn't wake up too long ago, so this is still my morning voice. It's almost 2 o'clock. Um, well, you have an excuse. It's yeah, all right. Like, when yeah, other people exactly. are sleeping yeah. that we're, late, it's I tell people, I'm like, we're night workers, like, because we are wired at 12 o'clock at night. Oh, like, I people bet. People are up doing business, paying bills. You're like, that's our get stuff done time yeah. of the day. Because after the show... You know, you've got work out of the way. You got this energy going. You're buzzing, mm-hmm. and so most of us don't go to bed till you know one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. And honestly, um, Sunday nights in Portland are n- probably unlike Sunday nights anywhere else. Like Sunday night is a night to go out. Oh well, great. Yeah, well, people. Great. There, it is a lot of people go out on Sunday nights. And my Uber driver was telling me that Pearl District is the place to be. Oh, so I don't know if he was. You know, There's some family. Well, there. There are lots of depends places depends on what to you're be. looking for. The, the good thing about Portland is it's kind of like a whole bunch of little towns. All, all stuck together. Okay. Yeah, so, like, like, each section has its own thing going. Exactly, because nice, nice. the Pearl is, like, new and shiny, and there are, like, lots of, like, you can get a very nice cocktail, some, like, good, you know, some okay. good food. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the shinier part. Uh, Southwest, like, where the Keller is, where the show is, that's more like hotel bars and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Southeast, where you are, this is the quadrant that we live in, mm-hmm. and this is more the arts, arts district. Yeah. Okay. A little yeah. bit. So this is where a lot of, like, the, the like, dive bars and... Strip clubs, lots so of we'll stuff over here. So we're going to be hanging on this side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, I, um, I, like I said, I haven't been able to hang out because the weather has been kind of crappy since we arrived in town. So I, next week, I am rain, sun, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm getting out because I want to make sure I take advantage of it. Yeah, what are you going to yeah. do on your golden day? You know, I don't know. I uh, have a Please sort don't of wait in line for a donut. Is uh, is it Voodoo Donuts yes. that's based here? Now I've already had Voodoo Donuts, but because I'm trying to get my Hawaii body, in shape, <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from all fried bread. 
yeah. and bread period. You look so. terribly out of shape right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just must be so well, embarrassed of your I'm body. I'm telling you, look, I know how to hide it well. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, I have a friend uh, who knows me through uh, my ex-girlfriend. And so they reached out to me and said, hey, we're here. We have a cabin or uh, a house on a little farm outside of town. And we would love to cook you dinner. So I think I'm going to take oh, up on that offer. Do it, yeah. And go out into the sort of hinterlands of Portland and, mm-hmm. and sort of see what it looks like out there. Because I really do, like, again, I know we're here at the wrong time of year, but we want to see what's around. Well, there's. Uh, do you have a vehicle available? I don't, but we zip car. And, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. We'll rent a car if we need to. Day trip so. at Multnomah Falls would be really pretty to see. Yeah, that would that would kind of be one. And it's not that far It's only about go. a half hour okay. outside yeah. of town. And, and what's and the name of it? Uh, Multnomah Falls. We'll write it down for you. Okay. But okay. it's yeah. like a beautiful waterfall it's kind of one of the famous landmarks okay. around here yeah okay yeah awesome. and really easy to get to well great um, yeah i'd love to see that because i missed uh, in seattle everyone was talking about snoqualmie falls and i didn't get <gasps> yes Are, have you ever seen twin peaks you know, I missed that show. That's okay. Yeah, that's I, I did too. I yeah. didn't. No. That show just I was going to say, in case you saw it, that's the opening scene. Like, that's what Snoqualmie Falls is, the hotel on top of the waterfall. Okay, that's what it, it is. I got yeah. it. Okay. But this is, an, this is an equally magnificent. It's smaller, but it's equally as magnificent. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think you'll like it. Well, it'll be awesome to me because it'll be my first time. And, um, yeah, I do. I want to see, you know, when you think of Portland, you do think of, first of all, a great city um, that's cool and hip, but also that it's in sort of this lush region of the country mm-hmm. uh, it'd be nice to go and see some of that yeah even yep. like in town like up uh if, if you're just facing east a little bit there's an inactive volcano in the middle of town oh, called wow. mount Tabor. and when you get to the top of it you can see all of portland and you can see how lush it is because you know when you look at other cities all you see are buildings when you look yeah. at portland you see just basically trees with little buildings in, yeah. in between them it, it yeah. was really interesting coming into town on uh monday because i had no idea what to expect and we pulled in. I was like, God, this is poorly. It did not look anything like I thought it would look because yeah. it has um, visually it has the look of sort of a Midwest uh, industrial town. Mm-hmm. With Midwest river town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you come down and you see the factories on the river and then the bridges and it reminds me of like a Pittsburgh or something like that. And I was like, huh, this is Portland. Then you get downtown and then you get to sort of like see, uh, interact with the people and see some of the shops. And then you sort of go, OK, that north. Westfield is coming in. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure once you get outside and around, that'll come in. But yeah, it was interesting coming in. I was like, this does not look the way I thought it would look. The way look. you pictured it? Yeah. Because people like, glorify Portland. They, they call it a city, but it's really not a city. It's like a whole bunch of little towns kind of squished together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It really doesn't have a big city And feel. that downtown is really buttressed right up against, um, I don't know what that hill is or mountain that's behind. Oh, yeah, the um, West Hills. West yeah, Hills, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That it's sort of right there kind of makes it feel real cozy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it is. It's a. It was an interesting uh, first impression when I we got in on, on Monday, and like I said, I'm looking forward to filling out the rest of that um, in the next week and a half. Yeah. Over here. So even if it's raining, you're doing it. That's yeah. got to be one of the cool things about the tour, though. I mean, you're you're not at home, but you get to see all these places. That you know? I, and you get paid and to spend do time. It. Yeah, right. <laughs> you get paid yeah. to travel and see the country. So it's the best way to to do that. Um, yeah, I I truly and I have a wonderful spirit, so I love going out and seeing mm. new places and meeting new people and uh this tour has afforded me that opportunity in spades and uh do you think you'd ever do a tour again i would i would need to 
take a break yeah. because this has been a lot. Like I <laughs> yeah. uprooted my life for two uh, years for two plus years by the time it's all said and done. So and, you get two uh, weeks to make the decision for, well, you probably had a day to make the decision and then two weeks to get ready for it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. I got the news and um, I mean, literally, I think it was, I got the news on a Wednesday on a Wednesday and I flew out um, two weeks from that Wednesday. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was it was it was quick. Um and so but I was so excited because obviously the show at that point was at its zenith of, of being like the hot new thing off Broadway. Mm. And, um so to not only, you know, have a great gig and be able to do a Broadway tour, but to do this tour, this show. Mm-hmm. Um it was it was such a blessing and uh, a huge and what a fun treat. character you get to play. I mean, oh, evil yeah. as hell, but yeah, fun. I mean, and it's because you that was funny, like the, the juxtaposition of you, the nicest person ever, playing like this <laughs> horrible. Spoilers in case you don't know anything, but he plays the bad guy basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not villain. a spoiler. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm the villain. Mm-hmm. It, it truly it's true what they say. It's good to be bad. <laughs> like it's it's fun to play the villain and. Um, and this one, uh, who, as I was telling Greg and Susan uh, the other day. Oh, I'm Sarah. We forgot to tell you that. We forgot to tell you. Oh, yeah. We can take that out, though, so nobody knows. Okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. No, you were supposed to tell me. I, f- I f- totally forgot. So that was my bad. Oh, Sarah. No, it's all right. I've been called, <laughs> people call me all different kinds oh, of names. I'm so Do sorry. Do not be embarrassed. Wait. Yeah, I did. No. I looked at it to make sure. <laughs> no. no, I'm so sorry. Oh. I was supposed to text you no, back No, I was like, Greg, you have I, to tell Corey that my name's... I got Susan's so really close. yesterday. I, I forgot. <laughs> we had Mark Marin on the show once, and he called me Emily the entire time. So okay, yeah, no. Mark Susan wouldn't... Is, I, at least I'm in the uh, You're in the S. Code. You have like, oh, yeah. the same amount of letters, yeah. and it starts with an S. Emily is way off. It was loud, and we were drinking. I feel so bad. Do not... Oh, that's my fault. I should have written you back. I'm In sorry. my defense, we were drinking I know. when we met. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Greg told me he's like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Corey thinks your name is Susan." I'm like, "Just, oh. just tell oh, him." Because I was there. laughing, and then I meant to write you back. Oh god! Don't. Because I was joking in. about it, no, and then it I, I didn't write you back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, so nobody so. will ever know that. All right, so yeah, so... God damn just it. Just call her Susan from now on, though. I'm going to call you just, Susan. Just do it, and, we won't, and we'll so, take all the rest so of that out and just I'll call me Susan. I'll be buying Sarah's drinks on Sunday <laughs> to the strip club, apparently. <laughs> oh, um, but, uh, oh, I completely forgot what we were talking about now. What were we talking about? Um, oh, we were talking about, oh, yeah, so yep. uh, playing um, oh, the, the bad yeah. guy... Um, he is. He's based on a real character, and so... Um, it was great to sit down and do the research on this guy because, first of all, I didn't know anything about the character's name. And I'm going to save the name for those of you who still want to see the show. Um, but I did the research on him. And Vice actually has uh, – they did a documentary oh, about really? um, uh, sort of – my character's based on warlords in Africa. And so I got to see that documentary where my character appears, the real-life guy Ooh. appears in the documentary. And uh, and so the research was great, um, but yeah, doing the show with this guy—I mean, he gets to say these in- insane, incredible lines. Um, he gets to wear this fantastic costume, which I hope you guys get to come and see. The costume's amazing. Yeah, uh, and part of which is coming with me when this is all said. <laughs> is it the one that I—the part that I asked yes, you about? The part that you asked me about—that was my favorite part. Yeah, that's coming. <laughs> and. Um, and so it's it's really a fun part. I mean, he I'm not on stage uh, relative to the rest of the cast a whole lot, but when I do get to come on stage, it's uh, it's really fun. And then also you'll see me in a company number, um, where uh, 
where the lead character has a dream, um, a nightmare of sorts. <gasps> mm. And so mm-hmm. I appear in, in his nightmare. I have to say, because that's the best name of a song, Spooky Mormon Hell Dream? Yes, that's yes. it. <laughs> that is the best I, name I, of a song. I appear ever. in his nightmare, and, uh, <laughs> and that's a pretty fun character, too. So hope you guys will come and see that so you can see what we're talking about, because we're talking around and not to spoil anything. But, um, yeah, so it is. It's, it's, it's a joy to do. Like, if there's a show that you have to do eight times a week, every week for two years, that you couldn't do much better than this because even at this point, I'm still hearing stuff that makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Or somebody will say something a certain way and I'll just, it'll just tempt me <laughs> in. Uh, it's just, it, it's so well written. Matt and Trey, the writers uh, of South Park, they did such a good job creating and writing this show. Because it's so sweet, and but so twisted at the same time. Oh, it's irreverent. Yeah. Like, they yeah. pull no punches. Everybody gets their stoves, a toes stepped on. Oh, yeah. And, but... It comes full circle at the end where you're sort of not just left hanging with all this stuff that's said for no reason, but they sort of like tie it all together, mm-hmm. tie all these loose ends together. The ending and was amazing. Yeah, it yeah. really mm-hmm. becomes uh, what I think is a love letter to faith, mm-hmm. uh, a love letter to we as humans need and seek faith, something greater than ourselves to believe in. What we call it is what we've been fighting wars for centuries mm-hmm. and millennia, you know, over. But, uh, but we all we all need it and, and, and search for it, yearn for it. So mm-hmm. that's what I love about the show is that you're cracking up and slapping your knee and like going, oh my God, I can't believe they said that. But at the end, you're like, ah, that story feels good to me. And it means something. Mm-hmm. It means like something. there is a moral to it. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, I loved it. I loved yeah. it so much. So yeah, if you get a chance, I mean, yeah, really, definitely you're, you're in town until the 24th, right? 24th, yeah. Yeah, uh, all right. That Sunday, we do two shows and then we pack up. Now, if you do miss us here in Portland, um, Give us a week. We'll be in Eugene um, on the week after we leave Portland. So that would be. So you're going from Portland to Spokane, Spokane for a week? Spokane for a week. Mm-hmm. And then we jump from Spokane to Eugene for a week. And so okay. you have a second chance that's not too far from Portland to catch the show. Oh, that's perfect. It's We've got a lot of listeners in Spokane, too. So and actually, yeah. Eugene. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sam. So we'll. All right. So where can people follow you and your career and your what you're up to? Do you? You know, I have to admit, I I am not a social network person. I know. I've been I trying to find you. A Twitter <laughs> uh, address or whatever you call it. Uh, I found like your old LinkedIn because when but you know before we have a guest on, we like to do some research. Like that's you know yeah. So we like find. I found your old LinkedIn profile. I think that's about. Yeah, it. I have a LinkedIn profile. <laughs> I have a Facebook profile, and that's about the extent of my social network. Um, but. Uh, you can find me certainly at Corey E. Jones on Facebook. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think I'll eventually open up a Twitter account because I realize it's something I need to do. But um, I try to I try to do it. I just yeah. don't know. I, I don't know, like, little succinct things to write. I'm like, I'm <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, they're getting rid of the 160 characters. Really? Yeah, they, I don't know if it's a financial thing, but they're saying that they're, they're taking the cap off the tweets. So oh. you can tweet as the, much as you the want. Tweets. The tweets. See, I know that much. <laughs> Even though I don't have you know one, that it's the I know tweeting. the lingo. <laughs> tweeting. You can do un- unlimited tweeting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I do. I need to get on my social network profile. But, yeah, Facebook is fine. And um, uh, and then if that LinkedIn uh, profile is there, hit me up on that. <laughs> I, I can't even remember. Like, I still get requests from LinkedIn. I don't think I've opened it in, like, six months 
years. Yeah, that's how I am with Maybe. my MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> On your MySpace. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like Napster. It's like, what? I know. <laughs> Somewhere I've got a MySpace page <laughs> yeah. still out and that's there. The, that's a scary yeah. thing. I don't like, even know what's we, on it. Like, we've got stuff floating around the cyber universe that is just, we don't even know how to access it anymore. It's like, oh, no, yeah. it's there. It? Yeah. And did you guys was, ever have Friendster? The one before I MySpace? I think I did. I, I did, but I didn't oh, do yeah. much with it. I remember having it. I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. Because that was yeah. before, like, right when social media was starting. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, there's my picture. What do I do? <laughs> right. I, exactly. I put my birthday on there. My, my, my zodiac sign. And some inspirational quote. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. right. laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, the early days. Well, thank yeah. you, Corey. We know you have such a busy schedule, and we are just so happy that you could take some time to come and talk this with us. This was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> You're uh, the truly, greatest. it was a treat to meet you guys the other day, and I'm so glad you invited me on to hang out with you here. This was uh, this was fun. Oh, this was awesome. Fun employment. Oh, <laughs> that? It's all Greg in the name. Susan. <laughs> all in the name. All in the name. All no, right. They're not paying me, guys. <laughs> all right. Well, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Okay. We'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hi, Sam. Hi, Susan. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> um, that was that was awesome. That Definitely was awesome. go uh, get your tickets to see Book of Mormon wherever wherever they're going to be. I mean, if, if you can here in Portland or Spokane, Eugene, or wherever the tour goes after that, who knows? Actually, I was hanging out with our buddy Tristan yesterday, and he uh, was able to find some tickets on Craigslist. Did he? Okay, yep. mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, it is it is well worth going, and uh, and and yeah, it, it that was just great. Thank you so much to Corey for coming on. And we do have. So, did you want to do Nathan first? Oh, yeah. We do want to remind everybody, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Nathan Brannon. So, comedian Nathan Brannon, of course, has his show here on the network, uh, The Hamster Village. But he's also um, recording his his first album for Kill Rockstars. Which he's, is amazing. He's signed to Kill Rockstars, the label. And they're doing a live album recording at the Alberta Street uh, Pub. And that is coming up. Sorry, let me make sure I've got that pulled up. I believe it's next Friday. I believe it is next Friday. Mm-hmm. And you can get tickets, too. You can just go to... Um, their website, which is albertastreetpub.com, and, and pick up your tickets. And definitely go check it out. I mean, you'll, you'll get to be basically on his album, which is which is pretty awesome and so your great. Your laughter I mean, will live forever. <laughs> your laughter will live forever <laughs> and yeah. ever and ever. Uh, yeah, so, so pick up tickets to go see him and uh, and go support him because he is absolutely hilarious. And it's it's a chance to see Nathan before um, before he's giant Hollywood famous. That's true. Which is going to happen. His way. He's on his mm-hmm. way. So, yeah. Well, we do also have a special birthday. So uh, this was sent in to us by our buddy Shay. Shay is now a proud father. He Excellent. Had a, yes, his kid was born yesterday with the coolest name ever. So uh, we want to wish a very happy, I guess, one day old <laughs> birthday to Augustus Bowie. What's Augustus Bowie? Gus Bowie. That is a badass that is name. kind of a badass name. Augustus Bowie. Happy birthday <laughs> My name to is Augustus you. Bowie. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Damn right. It's so much cooler than a name like Greg. Yeah, Greg. Augustus is- Bowie. I mean, that's 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 a that's like a conqueror's that's name. That's a regal name. Yeah, you're it's like, like, what's your middle it's name? Like Caesar. Like, Greg, you know, Greg Bryan. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hi. Caesar Greg. No, it doesn't really work that way. No. No. Yeah. 
You don't have the name to I'm going to change ruler. my name to Augustus. Uh, send us an email. I think p- Nibbler might be the problem with it. Augustus <laughs> Nibbler sounds like the worst thing. I know. Which, I can't learned, change that, though. Corey's it's still my- here, and that's really actually his real last name. It's my me. actual last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not. <laughs> uh, send us an email. at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really, really do appreciate it. Of course, you can uh, subscribe if you want to listen live and support the show. You can do that for six. Ninety-nine a month. The first week is free. Or, as always, just listen to the show via iTunes or the website or all of those other places. So many places. Click on the Amazon link on the on the website and and all of that. Coming up this weekend, we've got Rip City Bad Boys, which is tomorrow. Also, Chronicles of the Nerds, right here on the Fun Employment Radio awesome. Network. So all of those things. So many are things there. happening. This so many things. And I've run out of things to say now. You did a real good job. Yep. But I am going to go live in the woods, though, as as I was talking about uh, at the beginning. That's the weirdest. I've thing got to grow the, the beard. With. Yeah. Well, it's, okay. it's in reference to, you know... Good luck with the beard, girl. Tying it, tying it back in. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, everyone. We will be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Back on, bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.